up, world? You are now listening to the Power Post Game Report, where we recap the most recent episodes of Power's Book 2, Ghosts. I, of course, am always one of your ghosts. Ooh, that was horrible. One of your hosts. Well, you know what? Nah, I'm one of your ghosts. Uh, Triple D. And with me, as always, is my co-ghost. This is your ghost, Carlos D. What's going on, my man? <laughs> Not much. We're just going to run with it. We're just going to run with it. Who knows? It might catch on. Uh, not much, man. Out here living uh, in the, the the fake fall that is uh, in Central VA. How are things going your way? Well, yeah. Um, very similar, I'm assuming. A little bit north of you, but uh, I don't know what's going on, man. This weather's a nut. The world is a nut. <laughs> Everything is just crazy. So I'm just trying my best to stay sane. Uh-huh. Stay happy. Uh-huh. And stay motivated. All right, that's all we can do. So we are here to talk about the mid-season finale of book two, um, The Gift of the Magi. Now, before we get into the actual episode, we might as well jump ahead to the fact that um, I'm going to go ahead and say I think you were right when we were when we were doing episode one that um, they had to cut it short because they I don't think they they finished filming what they were supposed to film because mm-hmm. there was definitely no on the next episode of power preview there wasn't right. even like they didn't even give us like pictures like not even still shots it was just a, a graphic to kind of hold us over um what do you what are you thinking about that yeah because i don't they didn't give us even a definite return date i know they said sports come back in december um, right. but no definite return date and i think the only graphic was just a chessboard chess pieces yeah, yeah. chess and, and then I guess it all morphed into the different characters on the show. Um, so, I, you know, I didn't do no deep dive, but I'm thinking because there was no reason to cancel the show right now. It's like it, there's no big holidays coming up. Um, it's not like it's Thanksgiving or something that's going to stop people from wanting to tune in on a Sunday. Uh, I'm thinking they just probably couldn't. They didn't get a chance to finish all their episodes um, because of COVID, of course. And then they just going to take a little break and maybe they still are filming the episodes currently. And then hopefully they'll come back in December. Um and I don't know if this is a twelve or ten episode season, and we'll get. To, I'm assuming it's mid season, so they're only doing ten, and they'll give us those last five, and we can knock it out. Hoping the same thing. Um, December's not that far. Um, I, mean, I saw a few people. Months. Yeah, like I saw a few people like, "Oh my god, December really?" Uh, I'll take December over January and February. Um, and honestly, that's if they can get this finished. We might get January or February. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, good luck to them. I hope they hope they they can successfully film with uh, no real issues. Uh, I think the interesting thing about it is the fact that uh, they can they also they're also in an interesting position where they can make changes. Like if you know they can they can look at at uh, at audience response and everything, and they can make they can make tweaks, they can make changes. Um, hopefully, if it if that's the case where they still need to film stuff, hopefully they revamp them professors because as we will get into, um, they're I the mean, worst. I'm about to say they are the worst. If, if we want to make some changes to our own show, I, I you know I'm putting you on the spot. I I vote we don't talk about them anymore if they aren't directly dealing dealing with Tariq. I, they what? had so much garbage this episode about them damn professors that I don't even give a damn about. Just there it, is it made there no is sense. One, yeah, there is one slight tie-in. 
that we we can definitely skip over the other stuff. Um, we could touch on it just a little bit, but there is one tie-in that I thought was kind of interesting um, that will keep at least Jabari in you know somewhat interested. Well, not interested. Um, entangled in Tariq's life, right? Um, but yes, uh, outside of that, I wholeheartedly agree. They are, uh, and I say this with the utmost confidence. Right now, they're the worst part of the show. Easily, uh, serves yeah. no purpose. Yeah, and so. and, and no disrespect to uh, the actress because I, I liked her some other stuff, but I only know her from like This Is Us was a show that I used to watch. The one that plays uh, Milgram. Milgram, I might be, I forget her so much. I don't care about her name. Carrie, her scene and her decision making process is. Oh yeah, we gonna get makes to that. no sense. So yeah, I, I, I can't even gonna get to that. I, and she just, I mean, her or Jabari, I don't mess with either one of them. But in the interest of you know, I'm gonna let you, you the main host of the show. I'm gonna let you decide if we talk about them. You got it. I don't have no interest. If I say no comment, I ain't being rude to you, brother. It's just that oh, no, I, I really you. don't give a damn. Got, I got you. Trust me. When I get to it, it's not going to be positive. <laughs> um, but you know, it it flows with the show. Um, so, the gift of the Magi. Um, initial thoughts on the show overall. Um, you know, other than the Professor, I think it was a strong episode. Um, I can see. I can see. Say normally when when they take a little break, you normally get some type of big and exciting thing that happens. Um, and I that's why I also don't think this was a design break. I think this right. was something that kind of happened because. Um, the the end was a little kind of twist, but it was nothing that we're used to when it comes to the scope of this show. Um, so that's why I'm thinking this is not really a go away home episode. It's kind of more of a just keep building episode, keep building towards the, the climax. But I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, overall, it was a pretty good episode. Um, I liked some of the decisions that some of the characters made. Um, and this, um, of course, was scratching your head, but I enjoyed it for the most part. What about you? Pretty much the same. Um because there's a mid-season finale uh, initially you like we said we're, we're expecting something wild to happen i was expecting someone to not necessarily die but i was expecting someone i was expecting some gunplay mm-hmm. um just be from the nature of the previous show um but as you said like this probably wasn't a planned break and the ending we got while i'm not gonna say was like a huge cliffhanger it was definitely intriguing uh, very intriguing to say the least uh, so uh, with that being said you ready to dive in? Yeah let's get it brother alright so this episode picks up with a very to a degree a, a, a well done dream sequence that I think if they'd have played it a little better they they would have had me bu- they would have had people buying it a bit more mm-hmm. um, and we get we get a birthday scene we, we get a, a celebration of Tariq's birthday um, and the moment you see Tasha there just free, right? Like as if nothing, none of this ever happened. It's like, Oh, well this is, this has to be a dream. Because yeah. Unless we get something that says like, you know, two weeks however, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or something like that. It's like, this is, this has to be a dream. Cause you know, we, we need an explanation of why she's free and clear, just kicking it with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since know. we knew from the previous episode that Tariq's birthday was like, a, a week. couple days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was a week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, immediately once we saw her happy and free, I after just gotta be either a fantasy or a dream sequence. Um and then we then at that point it was just kind of decide was it a Tasha dream or was it gonna be a Tariq dream? Right. 
And then right. once Raina showed up, I'm freaking, oh, this is a Tasha. Well, once they kind of more focused on Tasha going to get the door and Tariq just kind of being overly in, into the cake, I, I was like, okay, this is a Tasha dream sequence. Yeah. So, like he said, Ghost Raina. Shout out to baby girl getting them checks. Hey, or at least, at least one check. Um, good for her. What did, what did you think about that scene? Just the way it played out and um, any nuanced things you might have picked up on. Uh, I mean, I was, I was happy to see uh, old Raina back. Um, big head Raina. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't know what to think of it at first because I was like, uh, I know she did. I didn't know where they were going with it. Um, but I guess it was the thing that we don't see enough on the show is that they don't really mourn Raina. Um, she died a couple of years ago. And every once in a while they may bring her up, but I feel like, um, especially Tyreek, for especially well, we got it towards the end of this episode, but for the most part, he doesn't really miss his. I don't know, I shouldn't say miss his sister, but he doesn't. They show don't. It. They don't show it on camera. Him yeah. being upset or him being hurt, especially with their birthday coming up, and since we found out they were twins, I didn't know that at the beginning. Um, twins usually have like a special connection, and right. they, you normally feel like a, a real bond or hurt when when one of the twins loses the other. Um, so it was good to see her again. Um, but you kind of knew it was a dream. What'd you think right. about it? Um, I, I'm, that's an interesting statement to make. Um, once she showed up, uh, same thing. The first thing I picked up on, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna touch on what you, what you definitely mentioned. But like one thing I picked up on was like, Tasha almost seemed like she didn't want to let them know that she was there. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a dream and like, you know, in her mind, um, you know, she rain is appearing, to, uh, appearing in front of her alive. She didn't, she kind of, it almost seemed like she was trying to keep Raina away from either them. Like she's trying to keep her to herself mm-hmm. or given the fact that, you know, she knows the circumstances of her death. She was trying to keep her away from Tariq. Um, but it was like, you see her, her looking over her shoulder. Like she's not trying to, you know, almost like she's not trying to draw attention to the fact that Raina's there. So I thought that was, and I don't know if that was done on purpose. I don't know if that was just like an awkward thing I picked up on, but she's definitely keeping her away from, from going in the house. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but to touch on what you said, that really stuck out to me about them uh, mourning Raina. And it's interesting because there's there's another podcast I've listened to in regards to power. I only listened to one other one. Um, I might shout them out one day, but they don't need the numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> much love and respect to that podcast. I love what they do, and uh, they they're both great great podcasters. Um, we, we might shout them out one of these, these days, but um, they don't they don't need the plays. Uh, <laughs> that sounds super haterish. Yeah, really does. <laughs> but don't don't worry about it. We yeah. know what you mean. Yeah, we're going to shout them out one of these days. But um, them them in particular and other people, they've talked about how they, they really got on how Ghost never mourned Reyna, which I totally disagreed with. Um, I, like you said, you, you don't really see Tasha or Tariq mourn Reyna. Uh, Tariq, he cries a little bit during the interrogation the next day. Uh, but from that, he, he doesn't really speak on it. Uh, Tasha, aside from her throwing the jab at Ghost that she's at the grave every every week, you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's what that's what stuck out to me because people really try to get on ghost about not mourning her but he hallucinated seeing her at truth the night he choked out tate in front of all those people so it's like it's one of those things where it's just like we get caught up in the masses and their takes that you, you you forget what actually really happened it's like no Given what we've seen, he would Ghost was the one to, to mourn her first and probably the hardest. Um, but you know, as we see later, uh, Tariq gets his moment, and this is obviously uh, Tasha's uh, moment as well. Um, so not a bad scene, not a not a bad way to kick off the episode. Um, not even trying to be Mister Internet Critic, but like I think there were a few little slight nuanced things they could have done to kind of switch that up just a little bit at least. To make it all to, to fool you into making you think it was it was real to a degree, mm-hmm. but um you know hey they get paid the big bucks, uh so that from there we get a quick phone call between Tasha and Tariq. Um, at this point I'm just going to assume that she gets a new phone delivered. Uh, Maybe every day every she so, must, <laughs> like every week or so. She stays like every, on that every phone. Few days. Yeah, uh, and there's no clearly no outlets in there. Um, but Kane is waiting in the wings he's, as his, uh, his hood Uber. <laughs> um, and this gives way to the first scene of uh, my campaign to leave Tamika alone. Uh, Sax is pleading his case because he's clearly screwed. And he's pretty much letting her know that like, okay, look, I need you to not testify because I've been made. And now... <laughs> if this comes out, you're kind of screwed too. Uh, what did you think about that scene? And you, you can get into how it leads into the mother-daughter lesson that we get at the tail end of that scene. I mean, Tamika, one of my favorite characters now, because she's one oh, of the yeah, only people who's like, "Look, I'm not about to get involved. None of y'all, none of y'all, um, fuck shit, man. Um, y'all not gonna have me getting caught up. Y'all already got me fired once. I'm not doing nothing else that's gonna get me." Implicated, put in jail, messed around with, or bothered in any kind of way. So she's like, Sax, you can save all the crying and all whatever you got to do. If I get called in that course, um, court, courtroom or the judges' chambers, I guess, and I'm under oath, all I'm doing is telling the truth. And if you don't like it, so be it. It ain't my business to save your ass no more. I'm saving my own ass. And I love her for that. Because sometimes, you know, there always some of people being selfish. Sometimes you gotta be selfish, especially when the other person that you protect and ain't doing nothing to ever look out for you. Sax has right. done nothing but put her in bad situations since she met the man. Pretty he was much. the part of the reason she got fired from her job. Pretty he was much. the part of the reason she got fired from um, Tasha Fighter. Hey, so, there it is. I, I'm glad she finally just stood, stood up for herself and said, you know, F Sax. Um, and it's gonna be what it's gonna be. If you get hurt, that's on you. You should have planned, a, you should have had a better life, or you should have planned better like she did. Um, so I love it. Um, as far as like moving on to the next scene, I, I mean, I, I love these kind of down, these mother daughter talks that uh, Monet has um, because she like she she just keep it real with her daughter. I still kind of not understand how old this girl is. I don't know if they all around us. I mean, I'm assuming they all around the same age. Might have had them back to back, but she at least college age. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just she just straight up honest, and I like some of the advice she gave her. How she told her like, and I always think always talk about this when um. Especially people, women in relationships, they like to punish their men by not giving them sex or whatever it may be. But I, I always think if your best tool to hurt your man is that you won't give him sex, 
that says a lot about what you value and what you have to offer your man. If all you do is hurt him by sex, and that's all she basically told him. Like, like anybody can have sex with a guy, um, but if you really want to keep him, you gotta really manipulate his mind. And I don't know if that's probably not good. You know, that's probably not good in the real world, but it's, it's practical advice, especially in the world that they live in. Yeah. Um, so I'm loving it. I'm loving these mother daughter talks that they have, um, and I do think that despite the fact that she won't let her go get a traditional education. I do think she feels that the girl has a strong part in their organization and that she is prominent um, for a leadership role down the line, at least a part of the lifestyle that they're in. Indeed. I totally agree. Um, it's not the best. It's not the most positive type of uh, lessons to give someone, but it's, it was all factual. Um, she was pretty much talking, telling her how dudes especially dudes of status can get any girl so like sex is never going to be a big issue for for a lot of men but it's about his 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 personal image what he sees in himself that you you know if you can get control of that you can get control of him right and that's that that's brilliant on two levels because for one you know that just just in the in the grand scheme and the general scheme of things yeah that that's that's a totally true um two if you look back on it the reason why Tasha and ghost worked out in the beginning was because tasha fed into his his ambitions as a drug kingpin mm -hmm. the shift came when he when he felt he could be more than that and she was not on board with that but angie was again I am not condoning his cheating and adultery and all that stuff whatsoever. But even though she she didn't even she wasn't even trying to use that on him, that's how that's how strong the idea of the image of what he wants to be swayed him. Right. Because it drove most of his actions. Right. Um, Which was a I mean in, in um, Tasha's defense, it's a lot easier for Angela to just see him as. The businessman because she didn't know him as an adult right as right you know as anything else tasha knew him since she was 19 years old as the biggest drug dealer in new york or aspiring to be um so it's kind of hard to kind of change your mindset when you kind of put people into what you think they're going to be and all they can be um but yeah you're making a good point but the one thing about this scene uh, real quick before we go to the next one is that I thought that her affair with the police officer was like more of a secret thing, but she openly admitted yeah. to Diana that she was sleeping with um, yeah. Ramirez, and Diana didn't seem no no issue with it. I guess she yeah, said, that, "Hey, daddy in jail for life. It is what it is." Yeah, that definitely caught me off guard, as well as another reveal later on. Um, I think, I think at this point, as far as we know, uh, Kane is the only one that's kind of like being sort of like kept in the dark about it a little bit like right. Kane clearly knows the dudes around but he doesn't know the full extent yeah um, I'm not sure if Drew knows I know definitely that Kane does not know that he just think he's just a dirty cop he don't know he's sleeping with his mom right and, and I wonder and what's she, gonna happen if that comes out right because uh she she puts that lesson into into action right in front of her um Poor Ramirez. pretty much puts puts Ramirez in his place and you know puts up the puts up the barrier and right. lays down the law and you know it's going it, it's going to come to fruition like her her approach was was 
was confident, strong, and it was on point. And he's he's in a position where it's just like he, you don't really have much option but to get in formation, right? For real, for real. Um, Rom- but is a bit of a dick too. It's like. Oh, yeah. You know the, this family is involved in criminal activity. Why are you coming there constantly in the middle of the broad daylight in your police uniform? Like I can see if he came in like his regular clothes, he come like to knock on the door in a police uniform, and that can't be a good look for the neighbors, or anybody else. So he's annoying me. Right. And I'm glad she checked his ass. So this scene transitions into the the car talk, where um, not only is is Kane kind of opening up to Tariq a bit. Uh, in the process, Tariq is getting intel. Right. Like, he now knows what this dude, what this what Ramirez is is kind of into. And even though Kane doesn't really say it, like, Tariq kind of, pe- you could tell, he kind of pieces together that, like, uh, Ramirez isn't getting paid in cash. Mm-hmm. But uh, in something else. Right. And it's so, also um, given, you know, Kane was kind of loose slip with it, giving information about the organization in general. Yeah. Um, you know, just the fact that they got a dirty crop on a payroll that could also give access, Tariq access to that dirty crop down the line if he need them. So he was given a little bit too much information. And I think because he was caught up in the fact that he knows something weird is going on with Ramirez. And he might not know he's sleeping with his mom, but he knows his dude is a little bit more involved than he should be. And he is just kind of tired of being left out. As you see when he transitions to the next scene, and um, they kind of show kind of something that we haven't seen before. Somebody really kind of like yelling at the mom. Yeah. When he comes to the house, just shouting at Monet. You know what the hell is Ramirez doing there? Yada yada yada. For the most part, all we've seen is that Monet said something. All her kids kind of fall in line. Um, you know, they may say, you know, why I got to do this? Yada yada. But you never saw him yelling at her like that. He was yelling at her. Um, so that was, I think, sowing this thing where. Kane is only going to be able to keep, be kept on that leash for so long before it turns into something bigger and some type of blow up. Yeah. So we also get the um, the first uh, line of questioning where she she shows Tariq the, the picture that Drew that Drew Drew wow um, <laughs> that Drew made and uh, ask him like what's the deal with this you know who this is and you know Tariq I think honestly didn't know who old boy was. Um, but Monet picks up on that as we find out later. Um, so we get another quick meeting between Sax and Tariq where Sax pretty much tells him like, look, it's all coming out. Um, they're going to, they're going to question Tamika and Tariq trying to play it cool. You know, like, well, that sounds like a you problem. No, this is an us problem. Um, because they're going to piece together that we both lied. So we need to figure this out. Uh, what did you think about that little car interaction? That was quick. When I like when Tariq told him to shove the shopping up his ass. Um, so that was funny. Um, but, you know, once again, Tariq thought he had the upper hand. And it turns out, like, as good as he is or as smart as he is, and we've seen him be smart, he still got a little bit of his mom in him. Because he... Yep. Without a doubt. A lot of times, his best laid plans kind of blow up in his face. And I think this was an example of that. He thought it was all done deal. He didn't have to worry about sacks. Um... But Sachs really convinced him that, no, we need to kind of figure a way to get Tamika out the way, um, which he did at least try to do. Mm-hmm. You know, We'll talk and, about that when we get to it. Yeah, but like like you said, like they, just like his mom, they had the conversation where they pretty much 
like y'all both some liars. <laughs> like That's they both they had, lie. yeah, they both had the whole live emission thing, um, where they're both finding out stuff from each other that they both kept from each other to protect each other. But it's like, yeah, you're you're both you're both not as smart. You're both smart, but you're not as smart as you you know as your confidence leads because here you go in a corner again um and they also both work against each other's best interest by not just informing each other what all they need to know i think if Tariq would have told tasha about the deal that he cut with sax when sax was going to play you know kind of put the the pin on dre that she probably wouldn't have tried to frame um burberry q right Exactly. And this could have been, I mean, well, then it wouldn't be, we wouldn't have a TV show, but this is true. In real life, you know, it would have been already resolved. And, you know, without a doubt. Um, and, like, we're going to, we're definitely going to hold on to that theme of them pretty much shooting each other in the foot without thinking about it. Uh, we get Riley and her report, <laughs> and uh, we find out that while Riley was off the clock, she was still, she's still on Braden. Right. Um, apparently, her job was supposed to be over after that party, that first party. Uh, but she's still been uh, hey. kicking it with the with the boy. That Cameron swag had him. I guess so, man. Got him in the door. I mean, Putin's Putin. You know, <laughs> Braden and you know, locked it down. She's been spending the night. Right. Um. So yeah. And she, the funniest line in there was when she's pretty much telling him like, "Yeah, you'd probably like I, I'm not sleeping with Tariq. I'm actually sleeping with his roommate. Like you like him. He's uh, rich, white, privileged. Right. Like, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. This, this, this is right you. on. So, Sax being Sax, like, okay, well look, I still need more info. Like I need you to figure out if they're doing anything shady. Um. The Riley character is annoying, but but kind of likable. Like yeah. you, you, I, you, I don't. I'm not gonna root for her, but she's an she's an interesting as she's an interesting like aspect to to the whole the to the college thing. Even though she, I don't think she goes there. Obviously, I don't know what she. I don't even know how old the girl is. I think they made it seem like she was underage when the cops brought her back to Saks uh, when they caught her with the weed in the park. So I don't know what she's doing. Um, and Tariq had a, a classic line with her about her later uh, when she when he was drugged, uh, that made me laugh. So um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for she, to get to that. So far, she thinks like you know basically Burton is a square, and she's like you know you, I'll keep looking at him, but from her point of view, she don't think nothing weird is going on. She just thinks that they two dumb college kids. Um, and as you see, when she gets her detective work later on, she's not very good at trying to figure out any information. She's really horrible. Not really, not really. So, um, yeah, Tariq is right back to the, to the nigger tree. Late again. Late, late again. They got to stop uh, with this late shit at some point, you know. Jesus yeah. Christ, bro. I mean, he, he has the conversation with, uh, you know, the biggest dick professor, uh, in the past 10 years of TV. Um, I, we, we might have to put a poll out. Have you ever turned in something late? even though it was still the same day and they a, a professor or instructor tack on 10 more pages no i never in my time in any from uh elementary school up to college 
I've had them reduce scores for turning in late, and that's usually if I turn in like days late. I've had them, but I've never heard them change an entire project because I was ten minutes late to class and tried to turn it in. For one, you know, most of the times, you know, especially in college, the classroom was so big when you was turning any type of work, they didn't even never know who it was from anyway, so they wouldn't know if it was mine or a thousand other people's to see if it was late. Um, so I, I never seen this experience. It's something I'm, I'm unfamiliar with, but I'm not on TV. I mean, I don't go to what's the name of the school? Stansfield. Yeah. Nah, I don't go there. Never went there. But anyone out there listening, have you ever turned in something late and the the professor tack on like double work? Because um, that almost seems like a trope that if this is if it's not real, it seems like a trope that should have been left back in like the nineties. It sounds like something from Save the, from the Bell. Right, but uh, he knew anything he wanted to do. He also gave him a no credit for work My that he God. turned in. So this apparently there's no the rules. Worst. And then it's like, I don't understand how this dude has the audacity to preach to him when he is a world-class scumbag. Like, how does this dude have the, the gall? Like, obviously we know because we're the audience. But, like, for this dude to, be, to take the high road so heavily... When he is a, he's so grimy. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if anyone else found out, like, I'm surprised Carrie hasn't like dimed him out yet. Cause like, it don't make no sense that this dude would pull some of the crap he pulls and talk to Tariq the way he does. When he's 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 horrible. Um, but we do get Tariq finally kind of standing up to him, like, look, stop trying to be my mentor. I didn't ask you to be that. Um. Like I, I've met, you know, I've made my mistakes, but like you, you're not my parents. Like I mm-hmm. had a dad. I don't need you. Um, which I'm glad he 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 put his foot down with. Um, any any word on that? Yeah, man. Like I said, just ain't not much to add. Just glad he finally kind of checked the guy. It's like, yo, you, you know, you my teacher, you my professor, uh, but you ain't, you know, you're not my mentor. You damn sure not my father. So get off my back. All you've been doing is giving me heartache ever since I did it. And yeah, I. That's, you know, Tariq can't talk too much because he do F up all the time. He is yeah. constantly late. He doesn't do his projects. But that ain't that dude's place to kind of keep on telling him all these things and give him all these lectures. That's not your place. Just teach me. Yeah, if I come to you for that, then cool. Um, but speaking of putting their foot down, we get a real quick scene where uh, Tasha tries to convince Davis to not put Tamika, to not put Tamika on the stand. And Davis puts his foot down like, nah, this is the best shot we got. And we taking it because you're a liar. You're a terrible liar. Right. And uh, she's our best option at getting sacks off this case. Yeah, I like it. I like that somebody finally put Tasha like, look, I know you think you're smart, but everything you suggest we do has been horrible. I'm the professional here. You hired me for a reason or your son hired me for a reason. And I'm going to do my job to help you go home. And basically, at the end of the day, he told her, do you want to go home or not? And that kind of shut her up, at least temporarily. Yep. So um, I would like to take this moment to, um, if I've never said it on the show or or my show, I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. Um, last week, I made a statement that there's no way that Drew's family knew that he was gay. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong. Um, yeah. In a, in a quick little scene between the two of them. And this is where this is what I want and I'm, I'm let me just get this out of the way first and I'll tell you I'll tell you what my favorite part about this was but 
I, I really, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised to be wrong that, um, yeah, his family knows and they, they cool with it. Uh, but I like the fact that he, he, he gave the word of the words of warning. Like she's, she's clearly testing you and you, you need to be on your guard cause he knows his mom. Right. Um, but this gave way to the scene, another mother daughter lesson. And this is what I want. I want the chess match. That's what I want from this show. If we could, if we could kick those two professors out for, for unprofessional conduct and give me more of the chess match, this is what I want. This is Mary's for me. Cause I, I'm sorry. I love, I love Mary as Monet, but she, she kind of stiff. She kind of one note. Mm-hmm. This was my favorite scene of hers so far where she's like laying out like, okay, he protected Drew. What does that tell you? And Diana just kind of soaking up the game like, okay, he's more loyal to Drew than you at this moment. And we need to fix that. So now you need to go in. I need you to go in. You're you're my next piece. Which, you know, we, we get later that Tariq pieces together, you know, what he pieces together. But this is what I want from this show. I want the cerebral, you know, the cerebral chess games. I want the, you know, what what ghost was kind of aspiring in the early parts of the series where it's just like using using the human mind the human behavior patterns to to get to your goal that's what i want to see from this show i'm fine you know you I, we can still get the killing and the and the you know the beat downs and everything and the occasional sex scenes but i want this is what i'm here for right what yeah. did you feel about I mean, this like i said uh, echo everything you said it was another good scene with the education between um, Monet and Diana. Um, Monet really trying to teach her um, how to be kind of a boss female character. So I enjoyed it um, almost as much as the original scene. Um, and then back to the Drew thing, the, the shower the conversation made it le- kind of legibly that nobody in the family knew. So for them all of a sudden, be like, no, everybody knows. It was a little bit odd to me. Um, but, you know, like I said, it, it didn't. It didn't because they didn't really lead to who he was gay until they revealed he was gay. They didn't really lead anything to think that he was gay, and right, then he we didn't know anything about him except for he might like art. Right, know? and then all of a sudden they did into it, and then the learner his family knows all about it. Um, that's good. I'm glad that they don't treat him badly or anything about it. But it was a little a thrown. It kind of threw me off as a um, a viewer because the scene from the shower doesn't really make as much sense now. Um, if everybody's already cool with it. Why was she in there even worried about the post? You know, because like when she first found the sketch, she was like really mad. It seemed like she was really upset about it. So it was confusing to me when it revealed that he was um, out and to everybody in his family. Nobody cared. Um, and then, like I said, just love the scene with Diana and Monet. Uh, like I said, Monet, uh, Monet, Mary J. Blige is not the greatest actress. She is trying and she's improving. So it was good to see she's doing something other than just her normal yelling. She's been doing a lot of, like a lot of yelling. Um, so it was good that she was kind of just really using her mind and really giving that education on that game to her daughter. So I enjoyed the scene. Yeah. Um, so we get Braden at the liquor store getting ready for this party. And um, we get we get Riley trying to dig. and Braden Horribly. Just, yeah. But we get Braden just being a good friend. And the, the, the kid makes me prouder each episode. Right. Because I, I, again... I know what I said. 
I said he would be the one to screw this up. I'm not saying that's not on the table anymore, but I didn't expect this level of loyalty from Braden. Right. Um, that he has for Tariq. Because um, even though he genuinely doesn't know anything, he's definitely like, like, yo, quit pressing. Like, right. What even if I did know anything? That's none of your business. Right. Re- regardless of whatever we are, that's my man's, and stay out of his business. Yeah. So, so I, I thought that was really, I thought that was really good. Yeah, great scene for for Braden. I mean, he basically just stood up for his man. Uh, she was for some reason. For one, I'd have been like, "Yo, why are you? At, I mean, you trying to you trying to get with my boy or something?" Because she was like way too involved. Where did he go? All that type of stuff. Lady, that ain't none of your business. Right. And I like that he checked her. Like, look, look. We whatever we are, but baby, you need to chill out and fall back. So I respected them because um, you do look at him as like a goofy little white guy or this privileged kid that shouldn't be doing this type of stuff. Um, but at least for right now, when it was time to hold his boy down, he held him down and more, he held him down with shutting her down. And he also thrown him this cool 18 year old surprise party and seems to be fronting the entire bill. So I love him even more. Yeah. And I'm glad that they mentioned the fact that the liquor store. Cause at first I thought they were just gonna be in there buying up all the liquor, but I like how right. Z came in late and they mentioned that this is a liquor store. That's one of those liquor stores that a lot of people might know about, depending on where you went to school or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? You know, college students are nearby and they might turn their blind eye to let you buy a bottle or two, um, even though you might not be twenty one just yet. Right, and then Zeke being shameless. Why, why you gotta flirt with the man's girl right in front of? Right, cold blood. Terrible, terrible. Um. Uh, but you know, Zeke Zeke gon' Zeke it. So meanwhile, we get a uh, Jabari, the failed author and Ugh. flawed role oh, model. Man. It's like every time they, I I don't know. Like I I almost feel like if you if you cut the messy crap with Carrie, and you'd have given us a little bit more of this, just like a little bit of the backstory of him being a struggling author. Which isn't that unbelievable. Like a lot of authors go through this, um, but he's he's frustrated. I was like, okay, this would be a little more. I'd be a little more interested in this if they hadn't ruined you in the last two episodes. I would be more um, interested if it, if it was a part of another show, like you've been saying yeah, over and over. Definitely, I don't definitely. care about him being a failed artist in the context of the power universe because what it, is that doing for the story that I'm invested in and involved in? I don't care but enough about as, this guy. As we're gonna see later, this this will come into play. Um, then they, this is one of the only reason I'm I'm even still kind of on this is because, like later in the later in the episode, it it does kind of come into play. Uh, why we we're getting these conversations with um with uh <laughs> with uh with brother with lawyer with hard brother in the suit. Yeah. Uh, his what what is it? His agent. I guess he's literary agent. I guess I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. I zoned like, out, man. I'll be honest with you. They start talking. I start like, whoa! I was like, this waterhead dude, man. I don't know what's going on with this guy. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, but we get Tariq making the vow that he's not going to be late anymore. So I, that's the only reason I really wanted to bring the scene up. But right. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he sticks up. He sticks to. We'll see. Um, He'll be sneaking in another classroom but, in two weeks. True that. But there was another interesting line in there was that, um, and I'm wondering if it's going to come back to, into play, but uh, he said he asked his TA, Melissa, where he was, and Melissa was the girl he had sex with in the office. Oh, that, was he? Yeah, that Carrie could, um, and I'm going to say her name like that every time, uh, could could hear them. 
Ah. So I'm wondering if I'm wondering if she makes another uh, appearance, and either Tariq or Kiri um, makes note of it. Mm. So we get the quick phone call that Tamika is still gonna still gonna testify, and um, Tariq's she needs Tariq to go convince her not to testify. And we this leads to a very interesting scene. Very, very interesting scene. So Tariq goes to Tamika's house and pretty much pleads with her that the reason that he didn't he didn't mention all of the, what he knows and the fact that he saw uh, what he saw was the fact that, well, not the fact, but like he uses the the fear of Tommy. Mm hmm. Which, solid. <laughs> Tommy's a scary dude. He did hold him over a building. Um, and Tommy's crazy. So, like, that's that's a good, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to kind of, to play up. But, here's where it gets even heavier. He puts the gun in his, um, in his coat. Right. And goes to reach for his gun. What was his plan? I mean, and that, you know, of course we know that the door ultimately... Another knock saves Tariq. Um, but I would have been interested to see if he was bold enough to kind of kill Tamika um, in this scene because that would be the only way to get her out of the picture. Uh, and but and we know Tariq has killed people before. He has two bodies. He killed uh, Ray Ray, and he also killed his mm -hmm. father. Um, but would he be bold enough to kill a, you know, a woman that ain't really do nothing to him right. with no I justification? Only yeah. I only tried to help him. Because with Ray Ray, he could say, okay, Ray Ray killed Raina. I killed him because of that. With um, Ghost, he could say Ghost was trying to send him to prison, um, which was also odd because in the conversation he was having with Tasha before he said, um, before she told him to convince him to go talk to Samika, he was like, I'll stand up now and I'll like take yeah. the fall for you. But that's the, the, the whole reason you killed your father is yeah. because you, you didn't want to take the fall. You didn't want to be responsible for your actions. Um, so it's very, very weird um, that all of a sudden he was ready to do that. And then, I, you know, how bold is he? Because, um, you know, she kind of was believing his lie, but I feel like she wasn't fully convinced. And, you know, saved by the bell, I wonder if he would have put that weapon to use if Davis hadn't shown up. Yeah. And then on top of that, we get the fact that, okay, let's say he does do it. Then what? You just going to leave the body? You gonna, Like, you? who do you have? You don't have... A Tommy, right? Like, Nobody brings, clean it up, right? Like you don't, you don't have a team. Like what's, what's your plan? Like what do you, then? What do you do? Um, but also, leave Tamika alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Because <laughs> even she says to Davis, like, how does everybody have my home address? Right, right. I thought that was a nice, funny scene because I was about to say, I was, literally when he showed up in the Davis show, I said the same thing to myself. It's like, is she like in the phone in the um, phone book? Because right. This is the third person well, that came to our house this episode. How do they all to, know where she is? Right. To be slightly fair, we knew he had it because he sent the flowers with the summons. Oh, true, true, true. But but even still, hilarious line nonetheless. Yeah. I like I like how they kind of paid it, at least uh, acknowledged it. Yeah. You know, sort of make more sense for us as a fan and give us a funny line. As viewers, I mean. Yeah. So, it's party time. Party time. Uh, his Braden's drunk brother comes stumbling in. <laughs> this was funny too. Tariq was oh, a, man. Tariq, man. 
Sometimes he, he he be trying to be tough, and I'm like, no, dude, you like the goofiest little. Cause I just think of him as a kid, and I, I mean, I know real life he only about 18 years old or 19 years old, but nothing about him says he got hands, and if somebody spills something, he gonna whoop their ass. But so, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Up until last week, we just said the same thing about Braden. That's what had me intrigued. I was like, well, Braden, I never would have guessed Braden would have got down with the get with the get down, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, I was, I was intrigued. I was like, all right, I kind of hope this happens. I want to see if if Tariq can can stand on his own. All right, um, probably would have got that. It was but just yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> he, he's, he does it again. He's getting these hands. I'm like, oh, well, all right, let's see it. Also, Which how I crazy? Was... Um, real quick, how crazy Trace went from get these shit stains out of here to now he's like Tariq and his little brother's best friend, and even letting right. him have the party in the frat house. Right, but. As we find out later, I think he knows what they're up to, um, and I don't. I'm not gonna say that like Braden spilled his bean, you know, spilled the beans on it, but like I think he might have put two and two together um, because Scott's been kicked out, and these parties are now still being supplied, right? Um, and you know, we we get we get the kind of payoff, not necessarily payoff, but we get the the almost accent that later on in the episode, uh, but. Again, we get Riley pressing, not not well at all. Horrible. And Braden still being still being a good dude. And uh we get whew, just a, a horrible a horrible act of Riley attempting initially to drug Braden mm-hmm. to get him out of the way. Um I think she was trying to think? drug him so he'll be a little looser. I yeah, think that's a yeah. sort of thing to um, sack. So he'll, you know, maybe re- reveal some information because he had shut her down for the second time in this episode and even harsher this time because he was like, yo, you really got asking, like, what, what is your problem? Chill out. Why are you so involved with my man? Um, and he, I think he didn't, he told her, go get me a drink or something like that. So yeah, you know, he was kind of bossing up, showing his pimp hand to his lady. Um, you know, I can't be mad at him. Don't say he'll put his hands on her. He can, he can kind of. You know, it's a bold move, Cotton. The alpha male every once in a while. Um, but yeah, so, and then, you know, she, she calls drugs or tries to drug him. And we also we know that it ends up in, in Tariq's cup and not his. Yeah. Um, so we get a quick call, phone call from, from the pen. Tamika's going to testify. And again, Tasha taking matters into her own hands and doing exactly what she told Tariq not to do as far as making shot, calling shots on his own. She decides to, to call someone and ask for a deal. My God. She called, but she called um, Davis's office to tell him to take a plea. But I guess maybe she did it on purpose because she knew that her calls were monitored because Sachs ended up learning the information before Davis did. But I thought she had called Davis's office to talk about the plea. But maybe I was mistaken or, or misremembering. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like it was, I feel like he called, I'm, I don't know. But either way, making decisions on the fly. And uh, from there we get a, we get the Tejada family sliding through the party. Uh, Zeke and Drew and uh, Diana coming in hot. Uh, dis- <laughs> dismissing cock blocking. He had two ladies. <laughs> Zeke, 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 a good friend too, man. He 
He came to the party and immediately bought this man two nice women. I have never you know had a friend so was? good that would you know try to give me two ladies. You know what the wild part was? He walked in with Drew, and he just gave the fing- he just gave the, the wave over fingers, and they just appeared out of thin air. So, so oh, that's that athlete privilege. That, yeah, he got that athlete pull. Um, but yeah, Diana coming in hot, and um, Tariq playing it, playing it straight. Like, hey, I mean, we even had our little moment, but uh, your mom's more importantly, your older brother is crazy, right? So um, we gonna we gonna play this cool. Um, and in the process of this, we we see unfortunately Drew gets the cold shoulder, right? And that was that was rough. Felt bad for the boy. Yeah, but this, um, that also led me to you keep forgetting. I mean, because you know they did playing in a grown up world, but how young these kids are. Because Drew right. is technically on a mission from his mom. That's the reason why they're at this party. But as soon as he had a chance to kind of talk to a boy he likes, he immediately threw the mission out the window and just was spent the rest of the party, you know, kind of focusing on um, this guy that he's into. So we forget how young these kids are. You know, this is something that, you know, a 19, 20, 21 year old will be more interested in, um, you know, finding a, a romantic partner than they are in the family business, whether it be an illegal business that they in or even a regular business um, who hasn't blown off um, some assignment or something because they were chasing a girl or a guy or somebody they're the interested thing. in. Here's the thing. I don't think he was on the mission. I think, I think that Zeke knew about the party. He told them and Diana saw that as an opportunity to be like, all right, not Diana, excuse me, Monet saw that as an opportunity. Like, all right, Diana, you're up. Like, I think they, I think Zeke and, well, obviously Zeke's not in on it, but I think Drew might have just been there to, you know, show love. Okay, maybe. I, I think Diana was the only one on the mission, which she fails miserably. Um, I think Drew genuinely went to just, you know, kick it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but we, you know, it that it felt hard. That was, that was harsh because clearly, clearly Everett, is you know he's not out right and it, it's it's rough for him it's rough i mean i'm not gonna say it's rougher from for either one of them more than the other but he's dealing with the not only being a black male being gay but like um trying to be yeah an athlete he's trying to be to make it to the top level of a of a sport that has not fully if at all um, embraced homosexuality, right? Um, amongst its players, right? So, I'm I'm kind of glad they at least got to have their little conversation, even though it kind of gets blown a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I felt bad for for both of them in in that instance. Um, but Lauren, uh, you know, trying trying to do her job, and uh, we get and <laughs> we get a we get a a horrible mini scene between the professors yeah. and um i will say at least carrie was strong in this one and she left because uh oh boy jabari definitely knows what he's doing um he he uses his his anguish to kind of lure her in but thank goodness she was strong for once uh at least in this instance mm. um then it's back to the party and uh lauren shows up makes her fashionably late entrance and when Tariq gives him the cup well not excuse me when Braden gives him the cup 
again, playing wingman. Uh, doing well at that. Uh, when Braden slides his cup over, I'm like, oh no. This is bad. This is really bad. Um, my thought is, Lauren's going to take the cup, and this is going to take an after-school special turn. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did you think of that? Like, that whole scene and how... Uh, Diana loses the first round. Right. I mean, I thought similar to what you're saying. I thought it was going to end up in a lady's cl- in a lady's glass some kind of way. Like he was going to end up giving it to Lauren or you know welcome to the party. Here's a drink, and it was going to kind of turn bad. And um, the same way, the same way you're talking about, like all of a sudden she gonna be passed out, and not feeling well, and Tariq might take advantage of it or something along those lines. So I didn't think he was gonna be the one to actually consume it. Um, once because I thought he would just give it to one of the ladies, either Diane or Lori. I'm Lauren, Lori, Lauren, and it was going to blow black on him in some type of way. So I was kind of shocked when he took it. Um, as far as the interaction, Lauren and Diana just ultimately don't shade at each other. Mm-hmm. And then they don't got to say much. I love to think about women. Like, they don't have to say nasty things to each other. Just the way they look at each other, the way they interact with each other. It's just they, they are experts are just being shady to each other. And ladies just do it the best. I don't know how they do it, but they just do it the best. They just got a way to make that happen. Um, so, and then, like I said, Lauren got the one up. Um, and we know later on that Tariq did it on purpose because he knew what Diana was there for. Um, right. He's been on top of Monet's game since she started him. Um, but I was a little bit shocked that he just kind of like blew her off as easy because I know he is going to play the game right, but I think he does have some type of feelings for both of them, genuinely. So I, I'm, sho- I'm shocked that he treated her so badly. Or kind of so harshly in that particular corner. He was like, okay, I got to go. Let me go holler at this other chick right in front of her face. When just last episode, he was kissing. Yeah. Which, yeah, a whole lot of bold moves being made. Um, this gives way to the the uh, the Drew and Everett scene that we spoke on earlier. Yeah. Um, Diane has thrown in the towel uh, because, yeah, she, she took that L. She's, she failed in her mission, and if she was trying to get it to Reek, she took the L on that too. Mm-hmm. And this scene gives away to um, <laughs> the other worst professor on yeah. this show. And uh, Zeke just being bold. Zeke is bold. I uh, if I if I had a fraction of that confidence, I I wonder where I would be. Well, it's easy today. when when you are when you are athlete or anything that that uh, people enjoy. Um, you get away with a lot more stuff than you would if you're a regular guy. Like, he probably had people kissing his butt since he was 14, 15 years old as a star. You know, in this world, we're supposed to believe he's a star basketball player. So they normally have this in, uh, in you know, this overly extreme self-worth or this self thing. Um, and he even talked about it when he had the conversation with the lady. People have been throwing, like, girls have been throwing stuff, throwing themselves at him for years. People have been trying to get on his team because they think he's a meal ticket or a way to get to the, like he said a lick um, so I'm not shocked that he was so primly confident and would try to make a move on this professor um, I, I already just c- couldn't do it no more with the scene when she gave into it I know they tried to set the stage that she's this love and sex addict but I'm sorry I don't believe a woman that professional and who has did what she had to do to build her career up is going to so easily sleep with a student I, I, it just Especially in a public place like that, it, it I just was out of the scene. I was like, "This is dumb." Yeah, um, 
ridiculousness aside, I am I am glad that they gave Zeke a bit of layer, some layers, you know, some depth is what I'm looking for. Um, the way he articulated, you know, what he's been going through as a as a you know a top level athlete mm-hmm. and dealing with school and and his future and everything, like I was I was happy to see that. Like I was cool with that. I definitely like appreciated that for Zeke and he's he's not just this throwaway uh jock character. Right. Um that was good on on their part to kind of give him a little bit. Yeah. More than just so, oh I'm just a big dummy who's banging a chick or not doing my homework. Yeah. So we get Tariq off the spiked cup and this this start this started off a chain of things that I I was just like None of this really sat well with me um, because, you know, as we're we should be taught um, one, you know, consent is is obvious, like consent is always uh, required. Um, but, you know, just the dangers of watching your drinks, especially when it comes to the ladies, like, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you don't. You, you never let any, anybody mess with your drink. You keep an eye on your drink at all times. Don't take anything that you didn't see poured yourself. Um, if a woman seems unable to take care of herself, you know, protect her. Look out for her. Everybody left Tariq. <laughs> like, and they this knew man, he was messed up. Like, they knew he was messed up. She, she bailed, which I'll give her the slight benefit of the doubt that I want to say... She she left that like well he's in a room he should be fine right like if he's in here by himself he should be able to sleep this off but also the way she left like she bailed out super disappointed like uh whatever um Riley comes in and I was afraid I was like oh my god what is she gonna do uh thank goodness that she just she just used his face to open his phone right um but th- I I'll let the I'll I'll take a breather so you can go ahead and give out that line <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly what he was like. Are you homeless? Are you homeless? Did you, did you run away from home? Right. Need a place to stay or something? She was like always there. <laughs> You're always there. You're annoying. And man, that had me dying laughing. Because yeah. I was even drunk. Tariq is right on point with this girl. Uh, like all of a sudden, she's in our room constantly. Um, she's always around, and then she's like always trying to talk to me when I have no interest in talking to her. And I make it clear that's annoying. So that that line had me dying. Um, we yeah. called her homeless. Yeah, so you know, we get that. I I, I had no idea what she did with the phone because it's like it seemed like it was, it was super quick. Yeah. Um, at first, I I mean, she explained it later, but at first, I was like, Yeah, what is she doing? Because like it didn't like she, did she get? did anything. Yeah, what did she get? Um, we get we get um, textbook frat douchebag older brother. <laughs> um, this horrible. Ain't no fun if the homies have don't have yeah. none. Um, I laughed when he grabbed his crotch, though, man. I, I got to stop doing this this uh, immature humor. But when he was like, you can have this, it made me laugh, too. I'm wondering if the accusation of him sleeping with uh, Riley is going to come back up. Because he he he's convinced that he slept with his brother's girl. Right. <laughs> he um, storming the hallway. <laughs> right. I get out of my room and just throw them in the hall. It was terrible. I was like, well, is it, I was ready. I was like, is this going to be the hands delivered? Right. Like, nah, we going to get these hands dropped of off? Yeah, he was super out. Again, just let my man wander. Um, what do you mean when he drunk too, man? 
He was, he, he was going off on everybody. Well, well I mean, well, I don't know if he's drunk or intoxicated or whatever he is. He was drugged. Drugged. Remember, he's she mean. put pills in. Like that's the only reason I give a, a slight pass is that he was drugged. We saw when he was when he used to do lean, he was he was just on lean. He was you know. I have forgot he did lean until he brought that up to Lauren that he used to have a lean problem. I forgot all about those scenes with jukebox and right uh, Ray Ray. Right. I I think this was their way of trying to have him shadow what his dad was doing when he was drunk. Like make it seem like you you know he turns into his dad like he's an, a mad drunk, but you have to throw in the caveat that he was he was drugged too. Um, he snaps on Braden, messed up party foul uh, about not wanting the uh, about not wanting the party and everything. Right, I thought he and, did for him. Uh, yeah, again, stumbles outside, un unsupervised, runs into Diana. I mean, but where, in, in in college people defense. You, I'm pretty sure you've been to plenty of college parties when we were in college and you were in college and seeing somebody kind of out of it. And it wasn't your responsibility as a party go to kind of be like, let me make sure this guy get home safe. Now, if it's part of your crew, of course, you know, Brayden yeah. should have been like, this dude is really messed up. I need to take him home. Yeah. Or Lauren should have did it. Or even Diana should have did it. Um, but Yeah, you know, that's uh, what I'm getting at. Right. Yeah. Like all these cats that, that claim to care about him definitely left him dangling. They, they let him... You know, the only the only slightly good thing that almost seemed immature when it comes back into, you know, uh, later is um, Diana sees the gun and takes it. And I'm, I'm like, well, this is kind of a bad move because granted, it's a it's a clean gun. As far as we know, it was in a lockbox. It doesn't have any bodies on it. Right. Um, and I'm at that point, I'm thinking to myself. Maybe she took it so that he doesn't screw up. You know what I'm saying? Right, because it didn't really make any sense for her to take the gun in the moment. Other right. Than, other than what we learn out later when, you know, Monet's giving her some more game is that she thought she was doing something more than she really was. Yeah. I don't know, you know, she thought by taking the gun she had a one-up on him, but in the end of the day, taking that gun ain't really do nothing but let him know that somebody stole his gun. Right, especially with your bare hands. That that made That made it even worse for her. Granted, Monet was smart and grabbed it covered, and I'm guessing wiped it down. Um, but yeah, it yeah, let my man Tariq just wander. I, I was happy to see that he he at least threw the hug on her before he left. Like you know, like right. even drunk, he's like you know you still cool. But I know I know what your mom's is up to. <laughs> I gotta get bad. So, yeah, I got I gotta go. It's a little it's a little hot right now. But again, let the man wander off. Um, horrible detective Riley. Uh, tells spills the beans. Well, what did you think about the whole scene in in regards to his his journey from passing out to leaving the party and you know him screaming on Braden? I mean, I thought he was you know out of line, but he was drugged and not in his right mind. And you know they make up later on, but um, that just kind of show you. I think they was just kind of showing you how similar to who he is to his father because when when um Ghost was drinking, he could get kind of mean. And belligerent, um, so I think they were just kind of showing that how they do marry each other a little bit, and he is, you know, more and more his father's son. But I might be just over over analyzing it by thinking that. But that was kind of the, the mindset I was in when I was looking at him and the way he yeah. acted when he was like fully intoxicated. Oh yeah, same here. I was kind of on the same page with that. Um, not that it matters, but the the full sex scene between Zeke yeah. and Carrie was in there. Um, again, she's a she's a terrible 
professor. Um, we get the fact that Riley is indeed a sax. She mm-hmm. she is prone to screwing up. I like how Sax was talking about did. some. Uh, you you only violated his civil rights. Like Sax ain't violated everybody's civil rights over the course of this show. <laughs> right. That's all he do. But, but to be fair, he this is Sax. This is Sax is what we're seeing from Sax is what we're what we saw from Ghost towards the end. Like he 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 genuinely does want to be better. He's just in a crappy position where he has to be he has to be crappy mm-hmm. in order to do some. You know, he's in a in between a rock and a hard place. Um, so we get the graveside confession and again, strange choice. He, he was still coherent enough to go put on a suit. Did he change his clothes? Yeah. He's in a full suit. I gotta look at it again. I don't remember what he was wearing at the party. I had to pause it. Like my man was in a full suit tie and everything. Um, so what did you think about the graveyard confession? I mean, I, I liked it. Confessions. The Raider part I liked because, um, like I said, we haven't really seen Tariq mourn his sister in a, a real full way, especially on their birthday, especially a big milestone birthday where they had finally been adults. It was good to see him finally break down um, and kind of like really comment on how much he missed her and how it was wrong and how she should be here with him and how he it's finally taking some responsibility for her death because you know he's the reason she's dead whether he you know he doesn't really acknowledge that but he's the reason he's dead uh she's dead and um also i like how they kind of went to the fact that getting vengeance does not always fix the problem because he 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 mentioned how he thought you know killing ray ray will make him feel better about the situation but it didn't do nothing because it's you know killing ray ray didn't bring his sister back it didn't change the course of her life um so i already like that uh, I was a little confused and then now, now I'm thinking it out maybe now I know what Sax was talking about in the video or what he got on tape because um, th- he didn't really confess to Ghost's murder all he said was I did what I had to do and he mm-hmm. was clearly intoxicated so it didn't really mean much uh, so when I saw Sax over there just like videotaping I'm like what is Sax so happy about all he did was drunkenly come to his grave and talk about he did something he had because he had to do it but does not say that's why you know it's not like he yelled out that's why I killed your ass or something like that or I'm glad you did and nothing like that so um but I I, I thought it was a good scene you know I thought the actor did a decent job he he still need to grow into that emotional stuff because the crime was kind of fake it wasn't as good as I would hope, I would want it to be mm-hmm. um I agree to you know the Reina the Reina confession was 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 long needed. Um, and it was, I think it was a great choice. The, again, the, the writing of the previous series, it, it betrays him because, you know, he's saying mom's in jail because of you. It's like, bruh, my, your mom's in jail because of her and you. Mm -hmm. Like there was, there was still, you know, still blaming ghost when all this dude tried to do was fix this. Ghost didn't necessarily have to die. Obviously, you need a show, um, but it's—I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you give him the benefit of the anger because he's intoxicated, right, and not in his right frame of mind. Um, but yeah, we see Sax being Sax lurking. Uh, I'm going to assume that maybe Sax took him back to the dorm. Maybe 
Now I'm assuming uh, he just made us. He got himself there. He got himself home. Like you said, you had you said he had a, time to change into a whole suit somehow. So clearly he was coherent enough to get around. Yeah, he gets a quick little flashback of himself like getting dressed, um, but then he doesn't fully remember everything. Uh, uh, but then we get the we get we get some bro talk. Uh, Braden expressing his frustrations, and he had every right to be mm-hmm. to be upset with Tariq. Um, and Tariq also having the right to be like, look, I'm into some wild stuff, and it'd be best if you didn't know. But Braden also being smart, like if I need to, you know, if I get picked up, I need to know. I, you know, I need to know what to say. Right. And uh, then we get Tariq pretty much finally letting Braden in, you know, giving him the apology and being like, all right, so here's what we up against. Here's what we're dealing with. Uh, he gives the lay, the the rundown of the family, and they, he he comes up with a really nice system for you know passing messages along. Um, what did you think about that scene between them? And did you think it was a good idea for him to 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 spill that that knowledge with Brayden? Because I thought it was a little it's a dice roll, right. but I do like the fact that he he told he told Brayden that Zeke has nothing to do with this and he needs to stay that way right um i, I like Braden's um approach when he was like yo you know bro I, I look out for you more than anybody else and the way you treated me just wasn't right you are we boys or not if we are boys then i need um you know you kind of treat me like i'm a boy or treat me like i'm your boy because i look out for you very hard if you really look at the show Tariq only already got one friend on the show and it is Braden. so for him to try to treat Braden bad it was um he definitely was out of line and i'm glad Braden was and they had a friendship enough that he could check him on that. Um, as far as giving him too much, I think giving Brayden is telling Brayden anything is too much. Because I still think at the end of the day, if it's easy to tell off Riley, but if a cop come to him or um, the AUSA or somebody with some real authority come to him, I think he's going to fold quicker than anything. So giving him too much, I think, is going to also be um, going to bite Tariq in the butt. Um, but I think it, you know, it was a must-do to keep him close to him especially the way he treated him the night before and you know right like I said right now that's his only ally and if he turned his only ally away um, by not apologizing or not giving him a little bit more information that'll be bad for Tariq in the long term because he just don't got a lot of friends right now yeah, yeah. so speaking of someone who needs some friends uh, we catch Diana uh, getting another L <laughs> oof felt bad for the girl um <laughs> Monet just reading her down because she came home empty-handed. She thought she had something on Drew. I think. I think it's. I think. I don't know if they've established this, but I think Diana's the youngest. Yeah. And even if she's not the youngest, she's clearly the one who's been brought into the life last because mm-hmm. she's the most naive. Um, because even Monet is like anyone could see that she had some dude that Drew had the dude up there. Because he never wants to not be there. Right. Uh, um, and then, you know, we get the gun scene. And like she said, like, you you screwed up. You've made another problem. He's going to come looking for this. Um, speaking of looking, we got douchey older brother sneaking into their room and knowing exactly what to look for. Right. And... See, and this one I was, I was kind of torn because I didn't know if he... 
knew about like the drugs themselves, or he just knew about the hiding spot and figured something good by being the hiding spot. So like I don't know, it kind of leads to that question you was talking about. Did Braden like tell him about it, and like he's fully aware of what they were doing, or did he just kind of stumble upon their score because he knew about the secret hiding space? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I'm interested to see where that's gonna go because yeah, you know, as we go into the next scene, we see. Uh, Tariq is fully embraced by the Sahara family, especially Monet. She's like pulling them fully in. And if he come back to her the next week and say, or the next time they have the show again, and only to say that, you know, they got robbed and all the product has been stolen, is that love going to be quickly out the door? Right, right. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that gets resolved. Um, is Brayden, is Brayden going to lose her brother? Right. <laughs> Or is Tariq gonna deliver them hands, or does he get them um, shipped in by, by way of Kane? Um, I'm really, I think that's one of the main things I'm looking forward to once we pick back up because right. I don't know if he just took the two packs of pills or if he took everything. Man, it looked like he was about to stuff it in a bag and get up out of there. Yeah, which so he definitely took some stuff. Yeah, like that that white privilege confidence boy, man. So yeah, I'm curious to see how that that gives way um but then we get the um pretty much the passing of initiation um what did you think about that scene with monet first getting them patted down and you know just being like so what's up what why did you why did you pick drew over me right and Tariq being like look i just need to figure out how things are running here and also i didn't touch your daughter because i know that's why she was there Mm -hmm. i mean Tariq played it cool um towards Monet but I think he might have did too much in front of Kane as you yeah. saw how angry Kane was about the fact that uh, not only did he call himself his mother not only did Tariq call himself their mother's favorite child um, he also took the gun from Kane when uh, Monet, uh, Monet forced him to get the gun up um, Right. so he's really like kind of putting himself into the position that he is like the man in their family um, and I think that's going to just lead to more resentment. You know, Kane already didn't really like like him too much, and he's already kind of uh, chafing under his mother's leadership. So I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how quickly or does that push Kane further out the family and to possibly trying to make some type of move against either Tariq or his mom. Yeah, that was a very that was a, that was a tense scene. Mm-hmm. That was very tensing. Like you said, that's a bold move. When she asked, like, which one of my kids can I trust the most? He said that me. He looked at Kane before he said that me. And she probably gave him the most, uh, like, I guess, positive, like, response than she's given any of her actual kids. Right. So, yeah, like, I'm totally on board with you. He might, he might pull a Tommy or a Dre and go into business for himself because uh yeah he already knows he's 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 colder than Tariq mm-hmm. so it's like Tariq he went for, you know he may have stepped up but he's got a target on his back now right and then we also know that the kids well at least Diana has shown that they can go to their dad like their dad is not True. off limits he still got some sway over their mom so I'll be I will be interested to in see if one of them does go to the mom I'm mean, sorry to the dad and talk about how easily Monet is letting Tariq into this into their family. Yep, that's I, that's definitely something that's gonna. 
I think it's going to come into play. Someone's going to make that call. Like she got this outsider who's not even about the life calling shots above us. Um, So we get one of the final scenes with two grimy lawyers. Mm hmm. I mean, I we knew Davis was about you know about the wins, but right. like this was, oof, this was almost sickening. And, and, and it's like, on from a professional standpoint, he shouldn't care about Tariq because technically he's Tariq's not his client. Uh, what <laughs> I mean, still what grimy the fact that, that the guy that's paying him, oh he's yeah, without to, a doubt, you know, kind of uh, throw under the bus. Uh, but you're right. In the long, you know, his job is to get his client off, and his client is Tasha. What is it, Tasha Green? Tasha Green, yeah. Um, and how he does it is, um, you know, how he does it is up to him to decide how to do it. And if he thinks it's the best interest to get Tasha off and get the W, what you put big standard that he got a woman off the queen pen status, and if it means her son going to jail, so be it. He has no loyalty to Tariq. Um, he has no obligation to Tariq. Uh, other than the fact that Sariq is giving him money. So you think that will buy you at least some type of dignity or some type of respect, but it clearly doesn't. And Saxon will do anything to just kind of get all this stuff behind him. Um, so if it means, like he said, Tariq St. Patrick is going to jail, then so be it. It's in the best interest of everybody for it to happen. Yeah. And one thing I, I want to put, I, I want to really point out about this is this was Davis's idea. Like D- Davis came up with this plan for them to pretty much work together, right? And he even says, like, you know, your your client's son might get the needle. He was like, I I don't care, right? <laughs> like that's not my problem. Like that that just goes to you know calling back into what uh, Carrie said earlier in last week's episode about the fact that like a win for his clients aren't always the best case scenario. Uh, because these cats are really in it for for their their personal wins, mm-hmm. and Tariq is now collateral damage. So things just things just got real heavy, right? Because like I said, now you basically got the law conspiring against the kid. So we're gonna see how it turns out and how he, how um he gonna get himself out of this if it's possible. And then we also got to see if Davis is going to be true to his word, because yeah. I can see them backstabbing Saxon in a heartbeat. I don't, I don't, you know, I can see that when it's time for the trial to actually come around, that's just all part of some type of trick to let to get Saxon out of his guard down. So, but we'll see. And I mean, you know what? That's that's not a bad theory because we actually didn't get to see the conversation between Davis and Tamika. She just tells him, "We sit down. We need to talk." Yeah, and then they left. So this this could be a mastermind plan to finally. To finally get sacks, which I would not be opposed to seeing. Um, but granted, mm, mm, Davis doesn't know that Sacks has that that footage before he goes in. So, still not a bad theory. Yeah. But I, whew, I wouldn't put it above. I wouldn't put it beyond them to to you know force that that narrative. And uh, yeah, that's where the that's where the scene ends. And as we said earlier. There is no on the uh, next episode of Power. Right. Um, but one thing I do have to point out, this is the first time we get the title of a book, but it, we don't get a book report. Are you familiar with the 
with the story of uh, the gift of a magi. It's a short story. Yeah, the story about the uh, the hairpin and the lady with the long hair or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I heard I heard different versions of it basically, but the gist of it is two poor people. They both want to give each other a nice gift, um, and they basically trade what. They they trade what the uh, they trade what the person getting them the gift for. Uh, I'm not explaining this properly, but they trade. So in the story that I the, the one I heard was like the girl had the lady had really long hair, and mm-hmm. then um, I think the guy had like a watch that was nice. Uh-huh. So she he traded the watch to get her a hairpin, and then she shaved all her hair off or sold her hair to get him something to fix his watch. Oh, like so they basically yeah. um, traded. They both made sacrifices for so, gifts that would ultimately lead us nowhere because they yeah. didn't get, they didn't have the stuff. Um, so that's what I know the gift of the Magi is. Yeah. So, Unless I'm mistaken. No, no, no you, you, you nailed it. So essentially, I, once I realized that's what it was about, I was like, okay, well, where, where does it fit in? Um, and we that happens between Tariq's decision-making and, T- and Tasha's decision-making. Um, they're both pretty much making moves for the other person without telling them that's ultimately going to get them both shot in the foot. And they're both going to end up, they both end up kind of screwing themselves over in a pursuit of pot, you know, in, in a pursuit of, of, you know, progress for the other person. Um, wherein Sachs and, Davis have worked out the perfect exchange where they each make a sacrifice to give the other person what they want. So wherein they they both lose something, but they both gain more. Right. Um, also, I, I skipped over it because I kind of forgot um, the tie-in uh, to why they kind of found a way to keep Jabari at least a little bit interesting. My man starts plagiarizing Tariq's work again. Horrible, horrible educator. Him and Carrie are ruining the the views, like the the the, the perception of black educators. My mm-hmm. God, they're, they're terrible. He, I had a feeling when he talked to his publisher earlier that like, okay, I think he's gonna start writing about Tariq. Mm-hmm. I was partially right. He's gonna start stealing Tariq's work and using it for his third book. And I'm wondering if he finishes the book and Tariq's like, uh, hold up, bro. This is my, these are, I wrote this. Right. I don't even know. But yeah. I don't know how long it takes for a book to come out. So by the time the book come out, Tariq might be out of school. Wow. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So sick yeah, of those people. So that's how the episode ends. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to happen as we, we await December? I mean, I just think uh, more uh, unrest of the Sahara family about Tariq's involvement with them. Um, we, we're going to see what his legal case goes and see if Davis really does throw Tariq under the bus or it's just all about a ploy. Um, and then the other thing I'm interested in to see is what Trace does with those drugs. So I'm, you know, it's a, it's not, like you said, it's not too far away, but it is pretty far away. Um, so I'm just waiting for it to come back and see what we can get out of it. Cause I, I, I feel like they really have done a good job of bringing me into a show that I thought I wasn't going to like and a character that I really didn't like um, mm-hmm. when the last series was ending and I'm really enjoying it so I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to see where they go moving forward what's your thoughts uh, same um, I'm curious to see 
uh, more of the chess aspect because at some point, you know, Tariq is gonna he's gonna be at odds with with the family one way or another. Um, he's already all, he's already you know clearly gonna be on the outs with Kane. Um, I'm curious as if to Diana comes at him sideways because he did kind of play her, although he did you know show some some restraint not necessarily restraint but like he showed that he he did care before he left and the fact that like he made it known that like i'm not trying to you know screw this up by messing with your with your daughter so i'm like i'm wondering if she's gonna if she's gonna keep it business or if she's gonna have her her way of trying to prove to monet that she's capable um i'm wondering if we're gonna see the 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 transformation of uh Braden into to Tommy Light, uh sparkling cider Tommy. Um because he I think he's gonna be the one that confronts his brother. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he has to be. Uh one way or another, he has to be the one that, that confronts his brother on the missing stuff. Um and <clears throat> I'm curious to see how these two grimy lawyers work together. Uh because Sax can be a screw up. So I'm wondering if he gets in the way of things or if um, and how long it takes for them to realize that these two are working against them, if they realize that they're working against them right. or if they get blindsided in court. Um, but, yeah, I think at the rate we're going, if if they have what's what's next ready for uh, by December, whenever, whatever day in December, um, I think it's going to be here before we know it. Um just the you know the way the world is september went by in a flash we're already like at the time of this recording five days into october and i feel like we were still in september um you know not too long ago i mean obviously not so long ago but like i feel like it's been october a lot longer than it actually has been so i think we're going to get to december much quicker than than we anticipate hopefully it still comes out in december so um any place uh, anything you want to plug this week? Nah. Nah. Just keep listening to the show. <laughs> keep listening to the show. Um, I almost... Oh, I, I'm a plug. You know what? Go for it. I'm a plug them. Cool. Uh, the, the other Power podcast uh, that that's a very good listen um, is Power After Hours with uh, Jeff J and uh, Chrissy Bree. If you haven't heard of them, um, they are they are well-known they they actually have some ends with the people at stars oh, right. and they have, they have really good insights um they also have like kind of behind the scenes little scoop type stuff uh, yeah they're, they're the only other power podcast that i listen to no offense to any other ones that are doing them um but that's the only one that i listen to so check them out um two great personalities and whatnot and um where can the fine where can these fine people find you sir mm-hmm. pop podcast wherever you find great podcasts Conversations with Carlos D coming back soon. Maybe. <laughs> you can find me at Off the Clock Pod, O F F T H A Clock Pod on um pretty much everything. Um, off the clock podcast on all streaming platforms. I just realized that for at least this particular show, we're we're done till December. I just realized that. Oh yeah, man. This is uh the mid season finale. Which man. you know, every time I'm trying to get some momentum going to get the show back up. It seems yeah. like some break comes along and it just kind of throws us off. But as long as the show comes on, you know, we plan, barring some type of unforeseen circumstances, to do these recaps. You know, it's fun. Yeah. I like to, you know, 
I like you know I enjoy doing the show with you, so I'm I'm still committed to it. So Same hopefully here. we'll keep it going. Oh yeah, and um, so this is this is your call to volunteer those listening, whether you be friends, family, or just fans. Um, this is your call to volunteer uh, for for an episode when we come back, um, because we will be sending out summons uh, once the show comes back. Right, and it's no Y'all. excuse. You can do it remotely. Yep. You don't gotta come into either location. So don't yeah. don't bullshit us. Yeah, so if you want to be a part of the show, you know, we don't bite. Just hit your boys up. But uh we will like I said, we will be sending out summons and um y- y'all going we're going to get some guests on this show. Cool. All right. So as always, I am one half year host Triple D and this your boy Carlos D. We'll see y'all next time.